Live from Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, this is Indie Next by Firestone. With complete coverage of today's race, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. It is showtime at Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Practice sessions and qualifying in the books. It's time to go racing, not only for the NTT IndyCar Series a little bit later today here on IndyCar Radio, but up next, it's the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix at Road America. Nick Yeoman here in the broadcast booth above the start and finish line at Road America. Davey Hamilton is our driver analyst. Davey, this should be a good one so far in Indy Next in 2023. Five races, five winners, and we got a pair of drivers on the front row who have yet to win a race. That have yet to win a race. It's going to be interesting. Simpson and uh, Kaminsky, obviously great runs by both of those drivers yesterday. It's going to be an interesting race. Obviously, as we know, these, these Indy Next cars, they do not make pit stops, so they have to make sure they take care of their tires. Brand new track surface here. First time back on Firestone tires here at this facility. So you want to make sure that, uh, you know, your tires are as good at the end of this race as they are at the start. So it's going to be interesting. we got uh, 19 cars out there that are fighting for it. Talk to uh, the car starting 19th. Uh, last night, um, uh, Roberto, uh, Ricardo, and you know, they still don't know if that car's fixed with yeah. Lynn. So uh, we're gonna, it's going to be interesting to see if he can try to fight his way forward, too. The new repaved surface has been all the buzz here at Road America. It is fast. We saw the track record absolutely obliterated here in Indy Next. And the guy to do it was Kiffin Simpson. After qualifying, our pit reporter Alex Wolf caught up with the young man. New track record here at Road America. Kevin Simpson, take us through that pole-winning lap. Yeah, it was incredible. It was a crazy session. We had a red flag early on, and then um, after that, it was just chaos on track with everyone going by. We had a plan to try to stick all in line as a team, but um, that kind of went out the window when the Andretti's caught us and everything. So um, it was awesome to be able to get the lap, and uh, I, I'm just loving this track with the new tarmac. It's so much fun. Now, with that red flag and the late going, everybody getting that one more lap. You're sitting here. We're all down here. The cameras, they're shooting for you. What was going through your mind during those couple of minutes? Yeah, I was just really hoping that uh, today would finally be the day that I get my first pull, and uh, it was. So it's truly incredible. Um, we weren't able to improve but on that last lap, but no one else did, so that worked out well for us. Garez, one lap speed. How about the race in totality? What's the outlook for the Grand Prix? I don't know. We don't really know what tire wear is going to be like. In practice, it seemed like we were pretty good on tire wear, but um, I guess we'll see how it goes in the race. Congratulations, and we'll see what you can do. Thank you. That's Kiffin Simpson, pole position here at Road America and Indian Axe by Firestone. Yep, excited to see if Kiffin Simpson can score win number one in his career, now in year number two competing in Indy Next. As for the driver who will start along the outside, the driver from Illinois, Colin Kaminsky, hasn't had a lot of strong results so far, but he's got a great starting position to the outside of Simpson. And our pit reporter, Joel Sebastianelli, caught up with him after qualifying. All smiles around here for Colin Kaminsky and Able Motorsports. This is like the culmination of a lot of effort over the last couple of weeks and months, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we started coming on in Detroit, which was really cool, and then didn't quite get the results that I think the team deserved. Um, and we've just been quick out of the box since yesterday's practice. So, like you said, a lot of hard work. Everybody's, you know, working their tails off to get something good. So it's 
for a while it started looking like it wasn't going to get the result with these red flags, but it's nice that we were able to deliver uh, in one lap, which is really hard. I'm not usually that good at it, so it was, it was that's really relieving to get something for these guys. At Road America, of all places, yeah. how important is that starting position for the race? Uh, actually, in, in other places, you, you know, here I would say that you could win from seventh or something, but um, either way, just in any you know, high downforce car, it's just nice to be up front. You don't have to deal with as much traffic, uh, you know, going through the carousel for the first time, stuff like that. So it's always important, right? So I, I think it'll translate well tomorrow. Well, we won't have to deal with much traffic at the start tomorrow. Colin Kaminsky starts second. Thank you. Thanks, Joel. Davey, that run down to turn number one, as fast as this racetrack is, uh, how dicey do you expect it to be, and how uh, polite do these drivers need to be down into turn one? Well, you have to be polite, because it is a fast right-hander, and, and um, you know, we watched last year, Nick, they didn't, they weren't friendly, they touched some wheels, guys, the front row didn't fare out very good, if I recall, it was like third, third or fourth place, knocked through to get to the lead, so... You know, this first lap, going into turn one, and then keep eye on turn five. Guess that's where they're going to all pile up and get down to turn five. So um, that just respect each other. It's the first lap. You can't win it on the first lap. You can sure lose it there. In the points championship, Christian Rasmussen enters the weekend with a two-point lead over Nolan Siegel, Reese Gold, Jacob Abel, Daniel Frost, the rest of the top five. A lot of drivers that need some good races, Davey, as we start Everybody from, from Siegel and Rasmussen on back, about 50 points back of the championship. Everybody needs to start string together good results. Yeah, you know, we're, 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 we're getting through the season, and it seems like it's going pretty darn fast, but there's still a lot of racing left, Nick, and they need to really focus on that. The, the, the driver, five winners and five races, impressive, but now some of these drivers need to really focus on that championship because that's, you know, they don't have the Indy 500 to count on. It is the championship for them. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're a big four-mile road course here in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Just a 20-lap race. But, again, when you got a track this big, uh, that's that's why you only have a handful of laps. Race fans have packed this place, campers all around. Everybody's been enjoying the weekend, and we are set to go racing here in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, for the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix at Road America. It's time to go trackside as we get started here at Road America. Here to give the command to start the engines for the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix at Road America, IndyCar Nation member Jerry Hare. Drivers, start your engines. Here's today's Indy Next by Firestone starting lineup. Row 10. Rasmus Lind driving the number 76 Junkos Hollinger Racing, and I'm from Sweden. Row 9. Jagger Jones, number 98, Cape Motorsports, United States. Inam Ahmed, number 47, Cape Motorsports, British Pakistani. Row 8. Christian Vogel, number 7, with HMD Motorsports and Dale Coyne Racing, United States. Ernie Francis Jr., number 99, HMD Motorsports with Force Indy, United States. Row 7. Josh Green, number 3, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coyne Racing, United States. Hunter McElroy, number 27, Andretti Autosport, New Zealand. Row 6. Matteo Nannini, number 75, Junko Solinger Racing, Italy. Josh Pearson, number 14, HMD Motorsports, United States. Row 5. James Rowe, number 29, Andretti Autosport, Ireland. Jamie Chadwick, number 28, Andretti Autosport, United Kingdom. Row 4. Daniel Frost, number 68, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coyne Racing, Singapore. Christian Rasmussen, number 6, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coin Racing, Denmark. 
Row 3. Jacob Abel, number 51, Abel Motorsports, United States. Louis Foster, number 26, Andretti Autosport, United Kingdom. Row 2. Nolan Siegel, number 39, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coin Racing, United States. Preschool, number 10, HMD Motorsports, USA. On the outside of row one. Colin Kaminsky, number 57, Able Motorsports, United States. And starting on the pole. Kevin Simpson, number 21, HMD Motorsports, United States and Cayman Islands. Set to go racing here at Road America. The field making their way around this massive four-mile course. Uh, Davey, let's touch on a couple of the hot spots. You mentioned turn five. How about Canada Corner? That's yep. been a tricky spot all weekend. It's been a tricky spot all weekend. Now, one thing going into Canada Corner off that long back straightaway, great passing zone, Nick. We've seen a lot of blocking, a lot of craziness going into Canada Corner, and then we've seen them uh, the high rate of speed through Canada Corner, especially with this new asphalt. Getting a little high, getting on those rumble strips, spinning out, going off course there. Kind of a blind corner coming around Canada Corner. you got to be careful and going into turn 13, super fast, kink to the right, then 13A to the left. So that is a place that we need to watch because that is a fast area and a high, high uh, opportunity to pass. As we mentioned, Kiffin Simpson, Colin Kaminsky on the front row, your championship contenders uh, right now, the two of them, Nolan Siegel is going to start fourth. Christian Rasmussen is going to start seventh. You heard from our pit reporters, Alex Wolf and Joel Sebastianelli. They're going to keep keeping an eye on the stories down on pit lane. Out of the racetrack, we've got three good ones. Mark Jaynes, Michael Young, and Jake Query excited to call the action here Twenty laps around Road America. We see the Stingray pace car starting to pull away. They're starting to form in those familiar rows of two. Kippen and Simpson in the red, white, and blue for HMD Motorsports. The yellow and black of Colin Kaminsky through the final corners. They get set to crest the hill and race for 20 laps. This is round number six, the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix at Road America. Fans have packed in on either side. Kippen Simpson and Colin Kaminsky they will accelerate up the hill as we're set to go racing. Green flag is in the air, and we are racing at Road America. Kiffin Simpson accelerates. Mark Jaynes, here comes the field of 19, headed to you in turn one. Uh, they are still far from single file. They'll fan out four wide now, as it looks like Reese Gold is going to try to get to the inside, but he'll get the door shut on him. He'll trickle back to third, but a wide turn by a couple of cars, and Kiffin Simpson got off course to the wide side of... The exit of turn number one, and he is going to fall all the way back as far as the fifth position. So trouble for the pole center off the stop, off the start, and the big beneficiary is Colin Kaminsky as he races his way toward the bottom of the hill. Fans greet this field of 19, and the leader as he makes his way through turn number five is Reese Gold. He'll make his way up the hill, Nolan Siegel, and then Louis Foster, the big mover. It's the machine of Colin Kaminsky that's fallen down to that fourth position. So we take a look now. Turn number seven, it is Reese Gold. Four car length advantage. Siegel getting all kinds of activity on the rear wing from Foster, who wants that second position, but not going to give it up just yet. They enter the area of the track known as the Carousel is a long sweeping turns 9 and 10. Technically speaking, it is just one long right-handed turn. You get a lot of speed here, not an area necessarily to pass, but an area where you can have a runoff. Reese Gold wants to make sure that doesn't happen to him, and it doesn't. Extends his lead. Five car length advantage out of turn number 10. 
Field making her way through the kink and headed towards that back straightaway, headed down towards Canada Corner, starting to finally see a little bit of separation. We saw Josh Green make a pass on Matteo Nanini, but the big winner at the start of the race is no doubt Reese Gold. The winner of race number one in Detroit goes from third to first, taking over that top spot, and he brought with him some other drivers from a little bit further back as well, as it looked like Jacob Abel was moving up through the field also. Back onto the front straightaway, Reese Gold with a nice 10 car length advantage. That's Nolan Siegel running second, Mark James, they head to turn one. And it stays that way as they set up for turn number one. They crest the hill, and again, uh, it looks to be a side-by-side battle between Siegel and Foster. Louis Foster is going to work hard to grab that spot now as they head toward turn number two. So, resetting for you now, it's Gold, it's Siegel, it's Louis Foster, Kaminsky and Abel, the top five, Rasmussen, Simpson, McElroy, Chadwick, and Pearson. Although Chadwick runs off in turn number one, she's going to fall to the rear of the field and gets back underway as the leaders head back to Michael Young. Through the more rain sweep they come. The field of 19 as a young man from Miami, Florida, Reese Gold, will make that left-handed turn 100 degrees, then climb the hill up 100 feet. Battle further back. That's for the sixth position. Kiffin Simpson will push our points leader, Christian Rasmussen, nearly off the track. As they work their way now, leader again. This time by, not near as big an advantage for Reese Gold over Foster. Everybody single file back. Then, as you had talked about, pretty good gap before then. You see the car coming in of Kiffin Simpson running in the sixth spot. Front five checking out just a little bit, led by Reese Gold, working his way through the carousel now into turns number nine and ten. And now, all of a sudden, Foster has really closed that gap from last time by. We'll call it five car length advantage now for Reese Gold into turn number 11. We'll watch as Louis Foster tries to run down our race leader, Davey. Moment of the race right at the beginning. Yeah. How about that ride Kiffin Simpson took flying yeah. through the air? Well, back to what we talked about as last year's race. The front row didn't pan out, and what they do, the same exact thing, just overdrove turn one. Both drivers slid completely off the racetrack, let, allowed the second third rows go by them. But Simpson really went wide coming back on the racetrack. Hit at the end of the curb, and he got all four tires in there. It looked like a plane taking off again. Landed, but way back in the field. Currently sixth right now, so obviously lost five positions on that opening lap. Louis Foster, about six-tenths of a second. He's got to find Mark. He's chasing Reese Gold into turn one. Yeah, we went back a little bit. We watched Kip and Simpson. That's the front row he, with he and Kaminsky running in the fifth and sixth position. He's trying to work his way around him. Jacob Abel took a peek around Nolan Siegel. He was not able to pull off that pass. So the front four through turn number two, going to go back to single file. That's Reese Gold, Louis Foster, Nolan Siegel, and Jacob Abel. Those four starting to separate themselves a little bit from the aforementioned fifth-place running Colin Kaminsky. The Indy Pro 2000 champ, Louis Foster, started fifth, and he is on the charge. He'll take a look to the outside, but won't be able to get around Reese Gold. Gold has the preferred line on the inside, but now Foster tries the over-under. He's all over the rear gearbox of Reese Gold. He'll look to the outside through turn number six. So as they work their way now, setting up for turn number seven, Reese Gold's got to feel like all of a sudden he's on ice because Foster is right there waiting to pounce, not able to make the move through seven. Now the left-hander that is turn number eight is Reese Gold going to hold that lead. Nolan Siegel getting up to take a really good look at this battle. But as they work their way now into turn number nine, it is still Reese Gold holding on to that advantage. Extends it just a little bit. We'll call it two car lengths. Foster now has Siegel right on his rear wing. Front three works their way out of the carousel here at Road America. 
Yeah, that was a good eye, Jake. Reese Gold got a nice charge through the carousel. Gives him a little bit of breathing room. Colin Kaminsky gets off track just at the exit of the kink. That's going to allow Kiffin Simpson to pop to the outside and challenge for the fifth, fifth position. They'll go side by side. Simpson sweeps around the outside. Has the spot for now, but Kaminsky's going to charge back to the inside. Good wheel-to-wheel racing through the final couple of corners. Kaminsky gets sideways. He slides through the grass. Has to jump way out of the throttle to avoid the tire barriers. He'll fall back to a about the eighth or ninth position. No, he's going to lose more than that. So Kaminsky's going to get kicked almost to the tail of the field as Kiffin Simpson takes fifth. Back up front, Mark Jaynes here on lap number four. Good battle for second. Here comes Nolan Siegel to the outside. Nolan Siegel is going to the right, going to the left of Louis Foster. Can't work his way around him just yet. Jacob Abel is the interested spectator in that threesome. And while they have at it, Reese Gold is now pulled out to a lead of about seven-tenths of a second. This is the battle for second, third, and fourth. It's Louis Foster, Siegel and Abel. We'll see if Siegel gets a run now as they skip under the Sargento Bridge. Well, lap three was a little bit chaotic. Let's see how this field does on lap four. Again, Reese Gold is your leader. That battle for second continues to develop with Louis Foster there. Then the winner of race number two in Detroit, Nolan Siegel. Jacob Abel is in that fourth position. Further back, there's a battle. Daniel Frost and the machine of Josh Green. Josh Green will nearly go off the track and near collision with a lot of men. That is the battle for the ninth position in terms of that between Green, Ahmet, and then as well, Frost. Simpson got in there to play with that as well. But taking a look back up front, again, it seems as though, Nick, the leader in gold with Foster and Simpson behind him, each of those three cars able to pull up on the other, but right when they get on that rear wing, not able to close the pass. But coming off turn number 10, Siegel is right on the rear wing of Foster, going to try to make the move again, but not able to do so through turn number 11. Davey, let's put a bow on that battle that we saw with uh, Colin Kaminsky and Kiffin Simpson that yeah. led to Kaminsky going for a bit of a wild ride there. Yeah, Kaminsky really kind of brought that on himself, to be really honest. I know he's frustrated. They're both frustrated because they started on the front row, find themselves back in the, at the time in that fifth and sixth position. So obviously frustration's there. But Kaminsky, you can't go too wide there. You just can't. There's just no room. It's a blind corner coming over 13. It takes all the road to get over there. He should have just gave up that one spot and fought again later and said finds himself all the way in the 16th position. Gave up way too much time. Nolan Siegel's taking a look for a second again. Mark James into one. He really gets a good run off of 14, and uh, obviously that hill climb does not bother him uh, whatsoever. So Gold, Siegel, Foster. Gold is pulling away now. He's got a lead of about 1.2 seconds. Now it's Foster and Abel that's starting to get good as Siegel grabs the second spot. Foster is shuffled back to third, and Abel gets a really nice run now as they start to set up that little kink. It's kind of a redirection to the right as they start to set up for turn number five. That'll turn into battle in front of Michael Young. And Jacob Abel try to take away that third position. It's a battle between he and Louis Foster as Nolan Siegel will take over that second position. The climb 150 feet up the hill finds Jacob Abel all over the rear box of Louis Foster. And now Jacob Abel will take a look to the outside, now the inside. Foster got a little bit loose coming off of turn number seven. Abel was not able to pounce on that. And so as a result of that, now heading into the carousel, Foster's going to hold it off for at least another circuit, presumably through nine and 10, but it got very, very close there for a second. Meanwhile, a little bit further back in the pack, all of a sudden, Daniel Frost had Kiffin Simpson to his inside. He let him go. So, excuse me, Simpson makes up a spot, but leaders into turn number 11. 
Yeah, that's the battle for ninth, and it's about to become the battle for tenth. Is Anab Ahmed is Oliver Daniel Frost. Davey, there's some good battle. Yeah, there's further a back. really good racing back there. Now, this is the interesting part of the race where they're, they know what their cars are, they know what they have for a package, how they're, well they're handling, and what they could do. We've seen, obviously, Ahmed, you know, he started back in that 17th position and, you know, finds himself right now in 11th. So he's making some uh, challenging passes, but good passes on the way through the field. Uh, Kaminsky trying. He passed uh, Jagger Jones, and Lind is still just kind of hanging out back there. Had a tough weekend. Not a lot of practice time. Could get the car running. Looks like they have a run, but just struggling back there. Meanwhile, up front, you know, we got three rookies, first, second, third. How about Jacob Abel? Just got around Louis Foster. He appears to have a pretty good car. Got it done way before the entrance to turn number one. You had a nice run off of that final turn four. 14, drafted him all the way down that straightaway and that had a nice easy pass going down to turn one. Abel does look like he has some speed last time by, you know, turned uh, 152.7. The leaders are right now are 152.3. We'll see if he, that slowed him down a little bit making that pass. We'll see if he can catch up to that third place car. And it doesn't really look like Reese Gold is necessarily pulling away from Nolan Siegel on the stopwatch at six tenths of a second as they get up underneath the Corvette Bridge. Davey, it's only two or three car lengths. Yeah, so right now I think Gold is, you know, saying, hey, you know, I'm going to try to stay up here, lead this race, but is he wearing his tires out? Is he wearing his car out to do that? We'll soon find out. Siegel, though, seems like he made, put a lot of pressure on him, but now he's about two car lengths back, just kind of riding there, just trying to force gold into a mistake. Yep, they'll make their way uh, through the king, actually through the carousel right now. It's uh, Reese Gold, Nolan Siegel, Jacob Abel, Louis Foster, Hunter McElray, your top five. Christian Rasmussen runs sixth. James Rowe is seventh. Ernie Francis Jr. is eighth. The pole sitter Kiffin Simpson runs a ninth. Daniel Frost is the final driver inside the top ten. We see the leaders approaching Canada Corner, and the race for the lead is on as Reese Gold's advantage over Nolan Siegel looks to be just a couple car lengths. They at that part of the racetrack. The yellow and black of Reese Gold, the green and a slate gray for Nolan Siegel. They are glued to each other through turn number 14 as Siegel's going to try to get that draft up the hill. We may have a battle here as we complete lap number six up the hill. Reese Gold has led them all so far, but Mark Jaynes, Nolan Siegel is on the charge catching our leader heading to turn one. Keep in mind, Christian Rasmussen came into this race with a two-point lead to the championship. He's currently running sixth with where Siegel is running, he has now grabbed a 10-point lead in the battle for that championship. So every position is worth precious points. That lead is staying around 5 tenths, 6 tenths over the last couple of laps, and Gold has bumped it up down to 7 tenths, but Siegel continues to apply the pressure. Abel, Foster, McElray, the top five, trying to keep pace as they head to turn five. It's a rewind of race weekend in Detroit. Reese Gold, Nolan Siegel, same story, but Reese Gold leads Nolan Siegel. It's three car lanes as they make their way through turn number five. Further back, Christian Rasmussen locks him up. That will allow several cars to get around. Kevin Simpson, also the machine of Hunter McElway, make their way. And actually, Rasmussen probably had some fortune in the fact that there was kind of a break in the field to allow him to blend back in, so didn't make up or didn't lose anything more than just a couple of spots there. Could have been a lot worse in his off. As they work their way now, the leaders do, in through turns 9 and 10. It is Reese Gold, Siegel just behind him. Call it two car lengths. They've started to separate now from Jacob Abel, who has also separated away from Louis Foster. But the front four have really set sail on the fifth place running now coming through Hunter McElray. It's the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix at Road America. Top five, Reese Gold, Nolan Siegel, Jacob Abel, Louis Foster, and Hunter McElray with seven laps complete out of 20. 
I'm Indy Next driver Christian Bogle, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Lap number eight, and Michael Young, it got good for the race lead down in turn five. Nolan Siegel got to the outside of Reese Gold and made it look easy as he went around. As Matteo Nandini just locked him up, nearly went off course. Daniel Frost nearly did it as well, but for Nolan Siegel, made it look easy. As I said, already checked out, Nick, five car links over Reese Gold. So new race leader is Nolan Siegel in the Indy by Firestone Grand Prix at Road America, brought to you by Firestone for conquering what's next. The official tire of Indy next. Mark James, Davey Hamilton, Nick Yeoman, uh, Michael Young, Jake Query, Joel Sebastianelli, and Alex Wolf guiding you through this 20-lap race here at Road America. Davey saw a replay of that pass. That's a bold and strong move by Nolan Siegel. Really strong move by Siegel. Been stalking gold for quite a few laps and just kind of riding. We noticed gold now starting to lock the front tires up, just losing ground. I think he was just hanging on to that lead. And right now, Siegel's car... He hasn't put a wheel wrong. I mean, the thing looks really fast. It looks solid. Uh, Gold losing a lot of ground. Matter of fact, Abel is going to be the next one in line to try to get by Siegel for that second position. Or, I'm sorry, Gold for that second spot. Yeah, he's got to fight about nine-tenths of a second. Won't get him in turn one. So let's give you a full field rundown. Nolan Siegel, your new leader, as Reese Gold leads the first uh, eight, seven laps. He gets kicked back to second. Jacob Abel runs in third. Louis Foster is fourth. Hunter McElray runs in fifth. Pretty good battle for the sixth position right now, as it looks like James Rowe has it ahead of Christian Rasmussen. Ernie Francis Jr. is eighth. Kiffin Simpson is ninth. In the tenth position is Daniel Frost. Josh Pearson is 11th. Matteo Nanini is up to the 12th spot. Christian Vogel is 13th. 14th is Anab Ahmed. 15th is Colin Kaminsky. 16th, Josh Green. In the 17th position is Rasmus Lind. Running in 18th is uh, Jagger Jones. And 19th is Jamie Chadwick. We see a good uh, charge. Kiffin Simpson going wheel-to-wheel, Davey. Ernie Francis Jr. up the hill under the bridge. Yeah, going to go side-by-side. Francis is not going to give that up in turn six very easy. Simpson slides it behind him going down in turn seven. Simpson all over the back. Francis Jr., but not going to get the pass. Jake Query, you're kind of watching that portion of the racetrack. A lot of guys sliding around, making good passes at the rear of the field. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's Francis right now. Kind of locked him up a little bit as he was working his way to enter the carousel. And then right behind him, that duo that we talked about, Simpson's right there. Frost is right there. This is the battle 8-9-10, and they are close to one another. But Francis got himself a little bit of breathing room on it now as he works his way into turn number 11. Got to be so frustrating, Davey, for Kiffin Simpson. As fast as he was in practice, breaking the track record and qualifying, he didn't expect to be running a ninth. Today. No, not at all. And I mean, a little bit of mistake, like I say, on his own. Kaminsky and Simpson, really, you know, they it happened last yeah. year. I mean, it's kind of a carbon copy. So next year, I suggested who's on the front wall, watch the last two years of tapes, overdrive at turn one, trying to beat each other in there, ended up running right off the racetrack on their own completely, leaving it wide open for that second and third row to take advantage of. Again, this is the battle. It's uh, eighth on back. Mark Jaynes, Ernie Francis Jr. starting to pull away from Kiffin Simpson. A lot of action right behind him with guys like Frost and Pearson mixing it up. Yeah, and uh, the top ten starting to mount for Ernie Francis Jr. It's been a progression for him and hoping for a strong second half of the season as they really start to dice it up. That's a Frost and Pearson dicing it up in the battle for the 10th position. Simpson is trying to keep pace with Ernie Francis Jr. as he leads a pack of about six cars. It's Francis, Simpson, Frost, Pearson. Nanini trying to get on that. It's going to be a while before Kristen Bogle catches up to him. But again, Michael Young, a whole line of cars coming your way. The battle for the 8th position into turn number 5. 
Battle for eighth looking good as Ernie Francis Jr. got around the machine of Kiffin Simpson last time through. But that battle for the 10th position, Daniel Frost and Josh Pearson looking good. Everyone really struggling, Jake, down here in turn number five as they run nose to tail, eight through 10. You would think that Francis Jr. is holding up the train. I don't think that's the case, though, because when they come off and into the carousel, he starts to extend it out just a little bit. But right behind him, he's got that gaggle of cars. It's Simpson, Frost, and Pearson that are running just behind him as they work their way now around the carousel again. Everybody got back by, we'll call it a car length and a half to maybe two car lengths behind Ernie Francis, who works his way now off turn number 10. It's Francis Simpson. Oh, and we got a car in the wall through the kink, and that's Christian Rasmussen. And Davey, he has absolutely hammered the left side of that car. We're going full course yellow. Yeah, that's not going to do. Watch this now. Watch the points standings. He's going to tumble in the points. Right now, he was currently in second. Still stays in second, but now 37 points back. Uh, now 38 points are going to continue to drop as cars go by him. So, you know, our championship leader coming in. Has a rough day, really just a rough day all the way through, and now big hit on the left side of that car. The driver from Denmark was running in the seventh position, battling with James Rowe, and as Davey kind of alluded to, just trying to uh, do a little damage control with his championship counterpart, Nolan Siegel, leading the race, and something has gone wrong on that back straightaway, exiting the kink. He made heavy, heavy contact with the outside uh, wall. Davey going to get a ch first chance to look. Boy, he was oh, just wow. carrying a lot of speed through that. Yeah, part you know of the track. that that kink, it's a it's a wide open kink through there, but it's not easy. You really have to, uh, you know, hit hit your marks right. And he just flew off that, got the, the wheels up on the curb. We're gonna do a little in car camera shot with him. Looks like he makes it a bar adjustment, maybe loses focus on turning. Turns it just a little bit too early and not enough actually. And you know what? I wonder if that left front tire. I'll be honest with you. I think a left front tire may have shredded before he got there, and that's the reason he didn't get to the bottom of the track. I'd like to see another in-car of that right there, but I do think that the left front tire may have came apart on him before that impact happened. A lot of dejected faces on the HMD Motorsports crew down on pit lane. As uh, good, The good thing to report is that boy, that car even came off the ground too, Davey, as yeah. it bounced uh, through the grass there. Watch the left front right. Yeah, left yeah. front tire definitely came apart. That caused the whole thing. He did... The reason he didn't get to the bottom of the, uh, the track is the tire came apart before impact. So uh, if you recall, going down into turn five earlier when he locked that left front tire up and flat spotted that tire. Yep. So it happened way before that when he made that bonsai move, locked that tire up, and that's what caused the blowout. It was you know, a few laps before when he locked it up. Yep, good eye partner on that. There is no doubt that uh, Rasmussen abused those tires and... That was definitely, uh, he was a passenger there through the kink. Uh, he is out of that race car. The IndyCar safety crew, AMR IndyCar safety crew, going to uh, go to work to lifting that car off the ground and towing it back to the paddock. But uh, the best news is, Davey, that he's okay because yeah. there's not a lot of places you can crash here, and, it, and you're not going to feel it. That's one of the spots yeah, where it's yeah, scary. That's a pretty high-speed yeah. place, uh, really high-speed, actually, and one of the worst places that you can go off. And Fortunately, you know, he, he glanced that wall. Definitely a good good hit, uh, but got slowed down before he crossed in front of the other cars on track. But, you know, most importantly, he's okay. Car's not, but, you know, they'll look back at the tape and say, remember that lockup, you know, down in turn five. That caused this whole issue. Yeah, again, that's that's another great point. He was running in seventh. We were kind of watching that stacked-up battle for eighth. That was a good five, six seconds behind Rasmussen. So, thankfully, he had time to hit the wall and not necessarily have a pack of cars all over him to, uh, to affect 
affect anybody else's race. So ultimately it's a one-car incident as we have reached the halfway point here at Road America. Nolan Siegel is your race leader and now your championship leader by a full 38 points over Christian Rasmussen who will finish last today. Reese Gold runs in the second position. Jacob Abel is third. Louis Foster and Hunter McElray round out the top five. In fact, it's Andretti Autosport drivers four, five, six as James Rowe is having another nice day. He runs in that sixth spot uh, with Rasmussen out of the race. That moves Ernie Francis Jr. up to seventh. Giffen Simpson runs in eighth. Daniel Frost is ninth. Josh Pearson runs in the tenth position. Matteo Danini, the first driver outside the top ten in eleventh. Christian Bogle is twelfth. And Nam Ahmed runs in thirteenth. Fourteenth is Colin Kaminsky. Fifteenth is Josh Green. Sixteenth is Rasmus Lynn. Seventeenth, Jamie Chadwick. Eighteenth, Davey, is uh, Jagger Jones. And we see he's coming to pit lane. Yeah, I think he's coming in. I think he had the same issue. Locked that left front tire up and probably flat spot. It had a lot of vibration. So he's he was, unfortunately, he's in running eighteenth in the back of the pack and last so what why not right to come in and fix that tire if it's bouncing and out of bounds because of a lockup might as well get it fixed right now because they only changed the left front so uh he's uh, finding his way back out on the track he's gonna um gather everybody back up matter of fact chadwick she was running actually pretty yeah. good um before her and pearson you know got to fight for space out of turn one and and uh slipped off track so we'll see if any of those drivers can fight their way back towards the front Gerald Sebastianelli, you saw that pit stop for Parnelli Jones' grandson. And I can see that tire, the outside of that left front. It looks like you took a cheese grater to it, all tore up, so obviously made sense under this yellow to stop, change the left front, and send the 98 machine back out. Now, what do they know about grating cheese up here in Wisconsin, David? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it does it. The track does it, too, right? <laughs> Brand new asphalt, yeah. for sure. <laughs> they know how to do it well. And, and let's let's tip the cap to the folks at Road America. You and I have talked about it a couple times this weekend. The undertaking, uh, the commitment to motorsports and what it must have cost uh, to, to pave a massive four-mile road course. I mean, this this racetrack is committed to having a, the picture-perfect racetrack that it is. And, and they succeeded. And, and, you know, you don't see tracks repaving very often at all so we're always fighting tracks can you please repave this place can you make it smoother and this not only is a repave but it's a four mile repave i mean it's the biggest track on the circuit that they've uh, you know really made the commitment and uh to to really make for long-term great racing at this facility so you know hats off to the entire crew and thank you for doing it up first of all i know that was a undertaking of all sorts from getting it done to you know to paying the bill even so uh you know it's uh, it was great to see let's go back to pit lane to joel sebastianelli with team owner Bill Abel, Jacob is running in third. This puts you guys right back into the fight, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're finally getting to show a little bit of the pace we've had all week that we really haven't been able to show. So, um, yeah, he's just uh, hopefully going to hang on, and uh, we just want to be there for the last three or four laps and have a good shot at it. You, you were kind of coy when I asked you before the race about how much pace you guys had. How much is there to show for these final laps? Yeah, I, you know, we think both cars, uh, Jacob and Colin's cars both. Colin got a good lap in yesterday right at the end, and so did Jacob, but we really never got the proper lap in. So um, we don't really know, but just from what we're seeing so far, we feel very comfortable that uh, we should be able to run with uh, the leaders. You've got John Bruner in command over here. Obviously, he was instrumental to what you guys did in the Indy 500. How is the progression you guys have shown this season a testament to what he's done for your team? Oh, it's, you know, it started... Uh, three years ago when he joined us the progression we've just consistently started getting better and that's you know based on a lot of the people that john's brought on board and and uh you know it's kind of weird the 500 seems to give in our team a lot more confidence for whatever reason which is kind of cool 
So. B- before we let you go, what's your takeaway from the month of May? Uh, just awesome. It's hard to talk about it still. I hope the rest of your day is awesome, too. That's Bill Abel. Thanks. Yeah, it's a great story, and, uh, man, they've, they've got to be flying high the month of May. I mean, R.C. Anderson, John Bruner, that group, they had no problem qualifying for the Indy 500 debut, and just about everybody said, yeah, they're going to be in the last yeah, shootout. There, there wasn't was a, the case. And there was a car that wasn't going to make it, and by golly, it wasn't them. They yep. did a great job. I mean, it wasn't even close. They, they had good speed, and, and you know, you got to thank guys like Bill Abel and, and uh, R.C. Anderson and his family to gamble, put some together, but they put it in right hands, you yep. know, uh, um, you know. John, he does a great job as a crew chief, as he just said, brought the team to the next level. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see teams like that have the opportunity to, uh, to be able to not only get in the IndyCar, but be able to make the biggest race in the world. And, and uh, so, like I said, John Bruner, great friend, great guy, really knows how to get the job done and put good teams together. And that team looking for their very first Indy Next by Firestone race win. Best uh, chance to do it might be with Jacob Abel, who's got a shot sitting in that third position, running behind Reese Gold, and then looked in the, fi- the final couple laps before he went under yellow for the incident involving Christian Rasmussen to possibly have a little pace for Gold. So we'll see if Abel can get around him quickly and maybe challenge Nolan Siegel for the race lead. Field making their way out of Canada Corner. Single file restarts here in the Indianapolis by Firestone as we have completed 12 laps. We're about to see seven to go as they crest the hill and uh, catch the green flag. Nolan Siegel, not going to waste any time, Davey. He accelerates out of turn 14. Got a nice jump on Reese Gold. In fact, it's a mega jump. About a six or seven car length advantage. Nolan Siegel, Mark James, not wasting any time as he'll lead the field back to turn one. Here's the battle for second. The battle for second is a side-by-side battle. It's Gold and Abel. They stay side-by-side as they cross underneath the starter stand. Uh, Watching on, Louis Foster, McElray. Stay side-by-side with Reese Gold to the high side, and he's going to have to settle for that third position. Louis Foster is going to challenge him now. They go side by side, but gather it back in and get back to single file racing. So it's single, able, gold, Foster, McElray, but Michael Young from third on back, that's probably going to change by the time they get to you. They're too wide, spread out, battling for that third position. Here comes Reese Gold with the machine of Louis Foster to the outside. Gold locks him up. That will allow Louis Foster to get behind. But the big mover, Hunter McElray, will move from fifth to third as we see the machine of Rasmus Lith off track. How about Hunter McElray, who has now made up ten spots since the start of this race and finds himself in podium contention, and everybody now starting to go single file from four back. Leader again through nine and ten is, of course, running up front. That is Siegel as he works his way now. About an eight-car length advantage, we'll call it. He works his way now over Abel. Then you spot back just a little bit before everybody single file in nine and ten. A little bit further back, Daniel Frost is going to go side-by-side with Pearson, not able to make a move. Leaders already exiting the carousel. Davey, Hunter McElroy wasn't the most patient driver in his rookie year in Indy Next, but that was a patient move to let those guys kind of dice it up and take go two for one down in turn five. Yeah, it was. It got pretty dicey down there. Still kind of getting dicey. Ooh. Foster, oh, a little contact there between between Foster and Gold going through the Canada corner. It looks like Gold's going to win that battle. But, my, they're, they're fighting it out from that third to eighth position right now. All this battling has allowed the front uh, three, really, to pull away. Siegel's got a 1.8 advantage over uh, Jacob Abel, 3.1 seconds 
back to Hunter McElray. Reese Gold's got a little bit of breathing room. But then Mark James from fifth on back, Louis Foster, James Rowe, Ernie Francis Jr. It's anybody's guess who's going to end up in fifth. Yeah, no such breathing room as they start to fan out two or three wide. Uh, Reese Gold is leading that, and then Louis Foster, and then it's Ernie Francis Jr., James Rowe Jr. They go side by side. Francis gets shoved to the high side. He tries to gather it back in. He's going to lose a spot, but James Rowe is going to be the beneficiary as he's going to get a firm grasp on that sixth spot. So it'll go Rowe, then Simpson. Simpson trying to get back up to the top five after sitting on pole as the leaders are already to turn number five. The top three already climbing the hill. Then fourth position, the machine of Reese Gold. That battle with he and Louis Foster. Further back, the battle for that eighth position. Josh Pearson, Kiffin Simpson, Ernie Francis Jr. nearly pushes Daniel Frost off track. That'll allow Colin Kaminsky to tuck underneath that rear wing, Jake. Boy, I'll tell you what, those cars literally three wide until Ernie Francis got two wide, lost a couple of spots. He got loose in turn number eight. And then how about the story of Kiffin Simpson, as Mark had mentioned, started on pole, got shoved back early, now seems to have a pretty good race car, but having it happen in the final quarter of the race. So he maybe gets a little bit aggressive, runs in seventh right now, leader still, Siegel, Abel, McElray, all working now into turn number 11. Six laps to go here at Road America. Siegel, Abel, McElray, Gold, and Foster, your top five. I'm Indy Next driver Hunter McElray, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Back at Road America, good battles throughout the field, but let's hear from the only driver out of the race, Christian Rasmussen, standing by with Alex Wolf. And Christian, first of all, a hard hit there. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, took a little bit of a hit, but uh, I'm all, all good. I cleared. We saw you had a, a big lockup in the left front. Do you think that was a contributing factor to the accident? Yeah, I think so. Um, the tire blew in the middle of the kink. <laughs> I didn't just go off. Like, it blew, and then I went off. Um, and I think probably the, the, the flat spot didn't help that, um, but we'll have to see. So, unfortunate uh, uh, with the position that I'm sitting in in the championship, obviously, now I'm not leading the championship anymore, but... Um, we still have the pace. Uh, before I had my lockup, the pace was good. I would have moved forward, I think. Um, but uh, now we'll just go into the rest of the weekend and rest of the rest of the season, sorry, uh, and uh, try and get that back. We're glad to see you all right. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. See you. Thank you. Yeah, Christian Rasmus are going to have to do a little damage control, trying to charge back into this championship, especially with the way Nolan Siegel is uh, running away with this thing. It's a nine-tenth of a second advantage over Jacob Abel, so far from over. But, uh, Jake Query, we've been watching, I mean, throughout the field, it is a slugfest watching these guys battle around this racetrack. Yeah, and one of the punches that was landed last time by, I had mentioned that Ernie Francis Jr. between 7 and 8 had gone out a little bit too wide, gotten pushed out. I think what happened there, Nick, when he blended his way back into the racetrack, I think that 99 car caught some of that curbing and actually got a little bit of air. And then I think once he's landed, it's completely thrown off what remainder balance he had on that race car because Ernie Francis Jr. since then has been chasing a tiger by the tail with each lap by. Jagger Jones made a pit stop, Michael Young. He's starting to charge through the field. He's going side-by-side side with Josh Pearson. This is for 10. And Jagger Jones will look to the outside. Nick, he'll make that look easy. So with that new front left tire, Jagger Jones climbs the hill. He will have Josh Pearson in his rearview mirror, now trying to get to position away from Colin Kaminsky right ahead of him. Yeah, and he's got about three car lengths to make up to do exactly that, does Jagger Jones. But a really good line that he carries now as he works his way in to turn number eight sets up for turn number eight again he had made that pass but it is still right there on his rear wing talking about 
that is Kaminsky as Jones works his way now through 9 and 10. But the leaders, Nick, heading down towards the home stretch of this race, already setting sail through, uh, through turn number 12. Yeah, it looks like Hunter McElray might be starting to reel in Jacob Abel like a catfish on the line through the final couple of corners. He's down to about uh, two car lengths as they uh, crest their way through turn 14. And it's not like Nolan Siegel's running away from him either. Siegel's got about a one-second uh, advantage, but the front three are flat gone. They'll crest the hill. Going to see just three laps to go, Mark Janes. It is Siegel, Abel, and McElray. They're all in the front straightaway. Uh, Four-tenths of a second is all the margin that uh, Abel is able to enjoy over McElray. Siegel's advantage is about seven-tenths. It was 1.2 seconds just a couple of moments ago. So things starting to tighten up a bit among the second and third position. That's Abel. That's McElray. It's been a pretty good battle since McElray widened the elbows out, forced his way and wedged his way up into the top three. Battling for a podium finish now as the leaders head to turn number five. Well, the fight up front, certainly not over as Nolan Siegel will now see Jacob Abel. He's making the big charge. Three car lengths behind is Jacob Abel as it looks like Hunter McElray had a problem at some point. Jake, he lost about two, three car lengths on that last time through. Yeah, he has definitely dropped a little bit off of this front, too. Talking about Siegel and Abel, who now set themselves up to go through the carousel here at Road America. Siegel works his way in, starts to go into that carousel area. Got a little loose on the rear end, but Abel is right there about three car lengths back. Jacob Abel waiting to see if perhaps this is the area where Siegel might make a mistake. Doesn't happen. McElray starts to close just a little bit. A little bit further back, it is Kaminsky that went off track, got back on quickly. Leaders already through the carousel now. Again, Siegel, two car length advantage over Abel. And Davey, nobody should be surprised if Abel maybe has a little bit of pace because we've seen it all weekend. Those Abel cars, Kaminsky and Jacob Abel, have had pace all weekend. Yeah, they have. Kaminsky is struggling, just goes off course. We've just seen, lost another spot, falls back to 10th from that front row. Uh, but right now, Abel, he's kept the tires underneath of him, and he's, he's fighting right now. He's looking really good, only six-tenths of a second behind leader Siegel, but also Siegel, we haven't seen any lockup from him. He's The kid's been doing a good job as well. Back up the hill, just two laps to go. Mark Jane's front three, Siegel, Abel, and McElray. And uh, they are noticeably closer now with just two laps remaining. As a matter of fact, McElray has caught back up and entertained thoughts of popping to the outside, but he braked a, a little early, climbed on the binders a bit early, and he dropped back a bit. Now he'll close, close at the setup turn number three. So it's single by six-tenths of a second. McElray is 1.1 seconds back. Front two now really starting to tighten up as they head toward turn number five. We'll see if Jacob Abel can take the family colors to the victory podium on that top step. But Nolan Siegel, our latest winner, three car lengths ahead of Jacob Abel. Then it's Hunter McElray, about four car lengths behind him. Meanwhile, back the battle for fourth starts to shape up. It's Reese Gold, Josh Pearson, Louis Foster. They're all together as they climb the hill under the Corvette Bridge. But in the carousel now, it is Siegel who has about a two-car length advantage over Abel. Then you wait, same gap back to McElray, working their way now into turn number 9 and 10. That long, sweeping right-hander. Siegel comes into it, starts to get just a little bit wide off the white line in turn number 9. No issues. A matter of fact, exiting turn 9, Nick, he might have actually gotten himself a couple of extra car lengths. Starting to get a little more straight-line speed up the carousel is Nolan Siegel. 
Yeah, in fact, an Abel may be falling into the grasp of Hunter McElray as all three of those drivers charge to Canada corner. Important to point out in Indy next that leader Davey can't defend with the push to pass. So Siegel is a sitting duck. He's got to do it on pure pace. He's got to do it on pure pace. It seems to be doing it. It looked like Abel sucked right up to him. But now if you're watching the car attitudes, Siegel's car hasn't put a wheel wrong. It just looks solid. But Abel's car is starting to move around a little bit. Even through that carousel, you can see the back of it sliding around. Letting, allowing those white flags out right now, so they got one more lap to do it. McElroy, like you say, he's closing the gap on Abel as well. One final trip mark around Road America for Nolan Siegel. And every position's important for McElroy. He's currently running third, but he's also third in points. He's fully well aware of the issues for the leader coming into this race weekend. Rasmussen, he'll do no better than 19th today, and he is within 16 points of him in second place. He'd like to close that gap. Meanwhile, the leader, Nolan Siegel, led 56 laps coming in. The lion's share of those, 44 in the second race in Detroit. He's led 12 laps on the day, Michael Young. Lost a half shaft at race number one with two turns to go. Could have won that one. Won race number two. Now Nolan Siegel, the young man from Palo Alto, California. Three car length advantage over Jacob Abel through turn number seven for the final time. And he works his way now very cleanly through turn number seven. Palo Alto, indeed. The California kid, Nolan Siegel, behind him. It's the student at Butler University from Louisville, Kentucky, Jacob Abel. And then... Gold Coast, Australia, the hometown of Hunter McElray in front of Reese Gold, who runs it fourth. But all eyes up front on Nolan Siegel starting to extend that lead, that lime green, black. And as you had said, Nick, slate machine of Nolan Siegel starts now to exit turn number 11. Yep, exiting turn 11 and starting to look like the man to beat in this Indy Next by Firestone Championship. One final trip through Canada Corner. Does a nice job not locking them up. Boy, Hunter McElroy is wearing out that rear wing of uh, Jacob Abel. Abel can't focus forward. He's got to worry about protecting second, and that is exactly what Nolan Siegel wants to see. Out of the final corner, Siegel accelerates. Boy, it could have been three straight wins, but it'll, he'll have to settle for two after a victory in Detroit, Nolan Siegel, twin checkered flags. He'll take the win here at Road America. Jacob Abel finishes second. Hunter McElray will get the third step on the podium. Davey, some final thoughts for you. I know you got to get ready to drive the two-seater. Nolan Siegel cementing himself as the guy to beat right yeah, now. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the kid's doing a great job. Car, he didn't put a wheel wrong, and he's the one that brought it home for that HMD team. So happy for that. Uh, extends that points lead to 40 right now over Rasmussen. So, but uh, you got to look at that second place. Abel, he fought his way back into the fourth position in points, and then McElroy in third. So the, the points match championship still there. I think they did a great job. Only thing you look back on, only really one yellow flag an incident with Rasmussen, and that caused from just over-aggressive down in turn five, locking that tire up. And I think Jagger Jones did the same thing, put a new tire on you. See what he did. He was able to come all the way back to that ninth position. So um, I think all in all, a good race for today. Your top five here at Road America, Nolan Siegel, Jacob Abel, Hunter McElroy, Reese Gold, and James Rowe. I'm Indy Next driver, Inam Ahmed, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Well, uh, Kiffin Simpson was your pole sitter here at Road America. Didn't get to lead for very long. In fact, he didn't even uh, exit turn number three with the race lead. It was Reese Gold who led the first uh, seven laps here at Road America. A nice pass on the outside down in turn five by Nolan Siegel as he took over the race lead and led the rest of the way to score his second win not only of the season, but in a row after the win 
in race number two at Detroit, and Siegel is making his way to victory lane. We will hear from him momentarily. Uh, after the race win, he extends his points lead now to 40 over Christian Rasmussen after, after Rasmussen crashes and finishes in 19th uh, after just completing just 11 laps. Hunter McElray, the third-place finish today, moves him to third in points. He's 56 markers behind Siegel. Rest of the points uh, as they run here after six races. Jacob Abel, fourth in points, 61 markers back. Daniel Frost is fifth, 71 points back. We'll give you the full field rundown of how they finish today. Nolan Siegel is your race winner. Jacob Abel gets the second step on the podium. Hunter McElray was third. Reese Gold, fourth. James Rowe, fifth. Louis Foster finishes sixth. In seventh, it was Daniel Frost. Eighth was Kiffin Simpson. Jagger Jones rallies to finish ninth. Colin Kaminsky uh, cut a lot of grass here at Road America, but still ends up with a top ten. Josh Pearson finishes 11th. Ernie Francis Jr., 12th. Christian Bogle, 13th. 14th was Josh Green. Jamie Chadwick had issues early. She finished 15th. Matteo Nanini had issues late. He finishes in 16th. And Amamed, 17th. Final car on the lead lap. Rasmus Lynn, three laps down in 18th. And then Christian Rasmussen out of the race in 19th. Uh, Davey, wild race. Some good battling throughout the field, and I think it probably bodes well for what we're about to see for 55 laps in the yeah. ATT IndyCar Series. So one thing that we, we've seen in this race is how the tires were good at one point in the race. They're not so good. They started sliding around. You've seen drivers like gold actually up towards the front, but then sliding towards the back. So um, it's going to be interesting for IndyCar. Now, we got pit stops. We have yeah. the red sidewall tires that they're softer, but they just don't seem to have very uh, speed, extra speed at that, and even for very long. So it's going to be an interesting day on the IndyCar. But what a good job. I mean, you know, Siegel, he, the kid, he's on fire right yeah. now. And that team, uh, it seems like he's really the heartbeat of that team right now. Out of nine cars out of that camp, he seems the guy that uh, is getting the job done. A career-best second-place finish for Jacob Abel, standing by with Alex Wolf. And right now, talking things over with his team, Jacob, a great day out there, drive to the runner-up position. You were looking at that a left rear tire. You were really going after it over those 20 laps. Yeah, no, it was, it was really good. I think, you know, all weekend we've had one of, if not, you know, the best cars, um, even though in the sessions before this it didn't really show. So um, definitely really glad to, to get a pretty good result here uh, with a P2. You know, definitely wish I had the win there. But, um, yeah, you know, a little bit of tire wear, um, but that makes it, you know, really fun. So it was a good race, and a huge thanks to all the Able Motorsports guys. And uh, happy Father's Day to my dad. <laughs> yeah, big Father's Day, and I know it's a, a happy day for you guys, and we'll let you celebrate as we will talk to Hunter McElroy, the third-place finisher. And Hunter, an up-and-down type of day. You were fast yesterday, and it was wild out there at times. How was it for the driver's seat? It was fun. Um, the beauty about Road America is that you can pass. So we had a disaster qualifying, um, but we managed to come through 13th to 3rd. I'll take it. And he takes the third position, a big gain in the points as well as we head to victory lane and Joel Sebastianelli. High fives all around for Nolan Siegel, our first multi-time winner in Indy next by Firestone. You were knocking on the door for a little while, and I know that's got to be frustrating. Now that you've got a couple wins, is it just like throwing that monkey off your back and you guys are rolling as a team? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know we can do it basically every time we roll off the truck now. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of confidence in the team and a lot of a lot of confidence in the car, and I think that we're going to be up here consistently for the rest of the year. You're the new points leader as well. Is it a little too early to think about that? You know, I, I don't want to think about it, but it, it's hard to ignore it now that we're the leader, so it feels good, and I'd like to stay where I am. The leader on track and leader in the Indy Next by Firestone Point standings. A two-time winner, Nolan Siegel. Congratulations. Thank you.
A fantastic win for Nolan Siegel. 1.2 seconds, the winning margin over Jacob Abel. Or Hunter McElway was uh, two seconds back. The podium, Siegel, Abel, and McElrate today here at Road America. Up next, round number seven. We'll talk to you then Sunday, July 2nd at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. The Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix at Road America has been brought to you by Firestone for conquering what's next, the official tire of Indy Next. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton, covering the pits, Alex Wolf and Joel Sebastianelli. Our turn announcers were Michael Young, Mark Jaynes, and Jake Query. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite and technical support by Scott Forget. Our producer is Sam Rumsa, and the network director is Chris Pollock. This is Nick Yeoman. Stick around. The Sancio Grand Prix at Road America is up next. Join Mark Jaynes, Davey Hamilton, and the rest of the crew for flag-to-flag coverage of the NTT IndyCar Series here at Road America. Listen at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on all the usual outlets, including a radio station near you. You do not want to miss it. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.